0: sports
1: oh thank you all for tuning in to the 414th the 14th episode of Barbershop Sports Talk with me, your host, Daryl D. Lane. As always, wherever you are, however you may be listening, I want to thank you for making me and this show part of your day, as always, whether it be via Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Air Radio, SoundCloud, Pandora, whichever podcast whatever platform you may be listening to me via being recorded from Buffalo, New York, per usual. Going to have a great podcast for all you guys today. Me and my good friend, Ben Karen, host of the Sports Quarter Podcast. We're going to do a twenty for 20 I haven't done one of those in a long time. We're going to do our top 20 people in the NFL. We would most like to see win a championship. This includes... Uh, coaches and players uh ben has his list ben did it i think more so of who the fans want i personally was selfish i did it who, the guys i want my guys the daryl lane guys the guys i want to see win a championship most uh so we did it a little bit differently but uh i think you guys will enjoy it uh and this was something me and ben recorded i think last and we're now uh, banging out this pod right now and before we get to that conversation with ben i'm gonna give my shameless plug as always First-time listener, thank you, but subscribe and follow right now. Also, share this podcast with your friends and family, whether it be via red threads, Facebook groups, etc., etc. Check on the description below. Specifically, if you use Spotify, everything is timestamped. Folks, it's for your convenience. Just click on it, and we'll send you to whichever part of the podcast you would most like to listen to. Follow me on Twitter, at Nitrate underscore Lane. Also, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Just type in Daryl Lane, and you will find it. And lastly, but maybe even most importantly, well, probably most importantly... If you have Apple or iTunes, give me five stars and a great review. For some odd reason, right? If you don't like the pod, then take a page what your mama told you. Because Mama Lane tells me this all the time. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. So with March Madness being over and uh, the Kansas Jayhawks winning the national championship, shout out to them. uh, It got me reminiscing of a podcast I did two years ago around this time. Probably two years and about two weeks ago, I was a senior in college sitting in Murphy Hall in the dorm rooms in Murphy at John Carroll University and COVID hit and changed the world. And this was one of my worst takes ever. So I thought, since I'm man enough to make fun of myself, I'm going to play you guys an old clip of something that happened around this time, kind of related because this is kind of when the world stopped and now we're finally getting back, particularly in sports where... Fans are coming into full arenas. Everything's getting back to the old ways. The COVID tests are starting to stop, particularly in sports. So I thought it'd be interesting just to reminisce a little bit about how different things were two years ago. So take a listen. Being recorded live. Last show potentially ever at John Carroll University, University of Ohio, Murphy Hall. Host Daryl D-Lane, as always. It could be the last show ever in this storm room. In Murphy. Why? Not because of school. Not because I found a new job. Not because I'm dropping out. Not because anything in my family's gone wrong. The freaking coronavirus? The coronavirus. This is... <laughs> it's crazy. And, and people were talking about this. People are buying toilet paper and water like this is the apocalypse. Like it's the end of the world. John Carroll University has canceled classes for about a month. Ohio State has canceled classes. The governor of Ohio himself said, this is a state of emergency, a national state of emergency, because three people in Cuyahoga County had coronavirus. Three people in one county in one state. Wow. Wow. Case Western Reserve has been canceled. Uh, numerous schools. The only two schools I have not heard that have not been canceled in the great state of Ohio. Cleveland State and uh, Miami of Ohio University. Only two I've heard of. So I will be going home. I will be on the road tomorrow. But you know what's crazy? So do people are in pandemonium about the coronavirus. You know what people are doing tonight on John Carroll's campus? I saw the RAs playing the Wii. I saw a group of kids, inclu- including my good RA, Gabe. They're playing Dungeons and Dragons right now, listening to Pirates of the Caribbean music. Me and my friend Max, we were like, Hell with it! We don't got class anymore! At least for the foreseeable future, we got online classes. It's gonna be easy as hell! We go. To the gas station, and we get some Coronas, all <laughs> right, some Coronas, and we're going to watch Coming to America shortly, and then I, I see all over Snapchat, party, party, house party, I'm going to give you guys the Eddie, pandemonium, and this is what is happening, I don't know, maybe it's college kids, maybe it's the, the, the spring fever, I don't know what the hell it is. Apparently games are going to start being cancelled. Fans can't be, be in the stands. Media members can't go into the locker room and interview players. But hey, kids, everything's fine. Online classes, you know. <laughs> online classes. Kids are taking online classes. You know what people say about Everybody says online classes are easy for a reason. You can cheat on tests. <laughs> you can look up answers on Google search. You can have people looking it up. You can take the test with a bunch of friends. That's why teachers don't like giving online tests. Or it's if they don't want to do the work and grade the papers themselves. The coronavirus is not a big deal, folks. It is not a big deal. And I have actually have friends that are upset. Friends from Honduras. Friends from parts of South America that are upset. Because they might not come back. You want to know why? They just paid a damn plane ticket. We just had spring break last week. They paid a damn plane ticket to get here. And then two days later, they're, they're told... You have to go leave again. Oh, hell no, that's what I would say. (laughs) The coronavirus has caused undue, unneeded pandemonium. If you are my age, if you are a young man or woman, healthy, good immune system, you should be fine. I had one girl who was talking to me. Apparently, my friend Max told me she was trying to flirt with me. I made a joke saying, hey, I hope you don't have the coronavirus. She's like, oh no, Daryl, I don't have the coronavirus. And then she kind of coughed on me. And I'm like, uh, you're not supposed to do that. People don't think this is serious. Yet we have the adults of the world of the country acting like it's the end of the world. This is crazy. Or maybe I'm crazy. You know what I'm going to be doing? I'm going to go outside as much as I I can. I'm going to have as much fun as I possibly can. I'm going to take online classes and probably do better now. This is a win-win. I mean, you know, the whole college experience thing. I guess no more of that. It sucks. This happened before St. Paddy's Day because one of the best things about going to John Carroll is St. Paddy's Day weekend, and that's been taken from me my senior year. But you know what? It's fine because apparently this is the end of the world. It's the apocalypse. Hide the women and children, keep the elderly locked up, hide the babies, don't let them see what's going on, soon people are going to start mutating into zombies, and I've already told people, once you start turning into zombies, then I'll be concerned, and then nobody's safe, and then everybody get away from me, because I will be bunkered up in my house, staying away from uh, the mutations or whatever, the coronavirus, lord have mercy. The coronavirus is what is going to stop the media. As much issues as the media has with players. This is finally the NBA, MLB's, NHL stance. Soccer's stance. After all the issues that, that happens between the media and players. The coronavirus. We don't want players getting sick. Who's more healthy than professional athletes? They're not at risk. You know who's at risk? You want to know who's honestly at risk? People like my grandmother and my Aunt Doll, And I called them to make sure they were fine. Those are the people that are at risk. I am not at risk. My brother John is not at risk. My friend Max is not at risk. You out there listening, more than likely, likelihood, not unless you have a pre-existing health issue, you are not at risk. And I'm no medical person. I'm just a guy that talks sports and loves sports. But this is crazy. It's crazy. So yikes. Those were bad takes on top of bad takes on top of bad takes on top of more bad takes. And can I say one more time? Those are some pretty freaking bad takes. Uh. Maybe this podcast should sticks to sports. Maybe I should have stick to sports. I mean, that was crazy. And it's crazy how ignorant I sounded then. But you also think about this. I'm a college kid. This is senior year. I'm kind of having all this taken away from me. And I don't think people realize like the mental health aspect that I think happened during that time. Because I think high school kids were dealing with that time. And college kids. Because we would eventually end up being very insulated. And it kind of killed my senior year. So there were a lot of things going through my head. And I was upset. But it's crazy. Here are the things that I said. Could potentially be the last show ever at Murphy Dorm. Folks, it was the last show ever in Murphy Dorm. It was the last show I've ever done at John Carroll University. That was the last show. That was the last time you ever heard of me at John Carroll University. Uh, it ended up being the last day I was ever in that dorm. The last night I ever spent in that dorm was the night I recorded that. Uh, a whole lot more than three people in Cayuga County ended up having COVID. Practically the whole world, the whole country was affected by COVID. The last time I came back to that dorm was to get my stuff to pack. Luckily, I never got corona. The way I was talking, though, I probably should have gotten it. Uh, fans wouldn't be in the stands for, and media wouldn't be going to games for not only a few hours, not only a few weeks, a few months, a year and change. We finally just got back to normal in sports where... Arenas could be packed. And now still, even for me, when I'm going to the Buffalo Bills game for the playoff game against New England Patriots, you have to be COVID tested to get in. That's kind of how different the world is. Uh those kids from Honduras, I never saw them again. <laughs> I never saw them again. I never saw them again. So it's crazy. If you would have thought, and I got this is just the interesting thing, when we can take something, a bit of audio from two years ago, and this was before COVID really started to get serious in terms of in the national eye. Because I think COVID was here like two months even before that. And I remember I'm sitting in the car with my friend Connell and he's like, Stanford just canceled classes. I'm like, there's no way John Carroll's going to cancel. Then Ohio State gets canceled. Then Kent gets canceled. Then all these other schools start getting canceled. And John Carroll's canceled. And there's a lot of emotions. But also, by the way, school did become a lot easier uh, with uh, online classes. That did happen. But, uh, right. Like all these classes got canceled. Like, oh my gosh. We're going home. How long are we going to be home? Is it going to be for Easter break? We were there past Easter break, and then it's like, we're not coming back. And even for my friend Connell, I had other friends like Max, who I mentioned there, uh, and Anthony, they all uh, couldn't go to school last year. Uh, They were all on Zoom. They went to uh, the Cleveland area, because they're all from Buffalo for the most part, and they lived off campus, and they kind of had to have that little fun experience, but they didn't go to classes. They did it all on Zoom. So it was even still weird last year from a school perspective, at least at the year I went to college. So it's just really interesting when we think about it. You could have told nobody during that time. The whole world would change as we knew it because people didn't truly understand. Like the Utah Jazz and all these other teams are going to play. And then Rudy Gobert gets COVID. I remember I get home the next night and the NBA's canceled because Rudy Gobert gets COVID. COVID. Uh, Utah Jazz Center, who won multiple uh, Defensive Players of the Year, and then you see the A C tournament get canceled, and it's like, when is sports coming back? And then the bubble happened in basketball, the NFL ended up playing a season, but it was a weird time. It was a very weird and interesting time, that I will say. So I put a bow on the whole COVID thing, one of my worst takes ever, probably the worst take ever I've ever had on the show. But decide to make fun of myself and have that on uh, in the beginning of the audio before we get to Ben Karen, who is coming up next. Host the Sports Wilder Podcast as we do a twenty four twenty top twenty NFL players slash coaches we want to see win a ring. And we're gonna be talking about that coming up next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. Robert Shouts Sports Talk and we have Ben Karen with us. He's a father. He's a husband. He's a son. He's a school psychologist. He is a stock connoisseur. He is a collectible connoisseur. He's a cousin. He's an uncle. He is a man who hasn't lost faith in the public education system. <laughs> at least not yet, and host the Sports Crawler Podcast, Ben Karen. How you doing? I'm doing great, Dale. Good to be here. I feel like I have been been on in a while. Did you like the new intros?
0: I did like the new intros. You put some real thought into that. No, I have not lost faith in the public education system. No. Thank goodness.
1: Will you ever lose faith in it? Hopefully not. <laughs> <laughs> uh so what me and Ben are going to do is we're going to do a twenty four twenty, 20 the top 20 NFL coaches and players, slash players, we'd want to see win their first Super Bowl. What kind of inspired this for me was our mutual uh, love-hate, hate on your side, love on my side of Matthew Stafford. I was excited with Matthew Stafford. Well, ben, I'm sure you probably weren't as ecstatic as I was. Is that correct? Oh, you're a Bengals
0: fan? Yeah, it's hard for you.
1: Yes. So it got me thinking, you know, coaches and players, since we always talk about this, you're really big into the rings. I am too. Probably not as much as you, but who we'd like to see win their first championship. I also kind of think of LeBron James when he won his first one against Oklahoma City against Kevin Durant, Harden, Westbrook. And he was kind of like, it's about damn time. And I remember that clip. So, just kind of like those type of moments that we'd like to see for some coaches and players. So, anything that popped out to you when you were doing your list? It's kind of
0: hard to find really, really good good players, intriguing players and coaches uh, that, that haven't
1: already won. Yeah, actually, as I was looking through this, I, it was a little bit harder than I thought it would be. And I also didn't... I tried to make the players a little bit older. Uh, That didn't always hold true with the list, but I thought the list I did were the best guys that I think are also good guys that would really deserve it. Like, I was going to, like, I I didn't pit a guy like Deshaun in it for, you know, obvious reasons because I don't know if I'd like to see Deshaun necessarily win a ring with everything he's been in the news for, but kind of like guys that you root for that are good and you hope they have some success. So first, let's start with you. I'll give you the floor first for number 20. Who do you got? All
0: right. So this is a guy uh, that there's been a lot of uh, drama surrounding. Um, he's the guy that walked off the field at MetLife Stadium. Um, I'm going to go with
1: Antonio Brown, Gerald. <laughs> Actually, I'm not April Fool's. Oh, I was about um, to say go. you want to see Antonio Brown right ring. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that would like uh, emphasize everything that we don't want our children, you know, to do. You know, you you get you do bad behavior and then you still succeed. That's not what you want to nice. teach Granger.
0: He's technically
1: already won a ring anyway. Oh, you are correct. He did one with Tampa.
0: Um, no, we not getting serious. i a guy that you're quite a bit higher on. I'm a guy I'm pretty high on. Um, a guy that uh, has not been around too long, but he is super exciting to watch. Um, I believe he was offensive rookie of the year last year. That would be Jamar Chase, Darrell. He almost got the job done last year, and I think he's going to become incredibly popular uh, with just uh, how many highlight reel plays he has. Um, I think there's a lot of people out there that want to see Jamar Chase win a ring.
1: That's a good pick. I was thinking about putting Jamar on. I just did it because uh, it was just his rookie year, only a second, you know. I still think he has a lot of time, so that's why I didn't put him on, but... I love your pick. So for me at number 20, I'm going to start off with a coach. Uh, Matt LaFleur. I feel like Matt LaFleur has done a lot of good things for Green Bay. I actually think he's taken Green Bay up another level since Mike McCarthy's uh, left and has helped take Aaron Rodgers' game up to another level. They've been really good in the regular season under his tenure. Even Devontae Uh, Adams went up another level statistically when uh, LaFleur got there. Uh, And the Green Bays, they've had a lot of success in the regular season that has not uh, transpired in the postseason where uh, you're talking about uh, they lost the Falcons in there, the 49ers, uh, the 49ers twice, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and it's kind of like they've always just been on that short end of the stick. So I'd really like to see Matt LaFleur get over the hump because I do think he's one of the young, bright coaches in the league.
0: Absolutely, and when you look at a winning percentage from that before, Darrell, um, he has one of the best winning percentages among all head coaches right now that are active.
1: I think he's had the best start uh, win-loss-wise of any coach for his number of years. Yeah. That's a
0: good pick. Um, Number 19 for me, I'm going to stick with wide receivers. This guy uh, plays locally out here in Arizona. I'm going to go with another guy that this seems to have a lot of highlight real plays. He's really exciting, and that would be DeAndre Hopkins, Darrell. A lot of people feel that the Houston Texans kind of did him wrong. Um, and I think people, not only here in Arizona, but nationwide, would be excited to see DeAndre Hopkins have a chance to win a
1: ring. So for me at number 19, I'm going to go with the guy who... Uh... Played at the University of Buffalo, Khalil Mack. Uh, really? He's had a very underrated career. I don't think people realize how good Khalil's been. He's always been in the shadow of guys kind of like Von Miller. And now with edge rushers like the Bosa brothers, Miles Garrett, soon to be guys like Aiden Hutchinson coming into the league. I feel like we're going to talk about him less and less, but a Mack still a really good football player has been a really good football player has been really a constant professional no matter what he's kind of one of the good guys in the NFL you never hear him make noise or do anything crazy like that so he's really somebody that I would love to see win a championship
0: I could pick good pick I didn't even consider having him on my list but I think the name kind of got through my mind I might have thought about that um Number 18 for me, Darryl, is uh, the head coach of the Detroit Lions, and that is Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell is a down-to-earth guy. He had that opening press conference, he was a little bit wonky, where he was talking about biting people's kneecaps off. Um, but since then, I think he has kind of won the heart of of, of people nationwide. Uh, He seems like he's just a good guy. His players play really tough for him. They were in a lot of games, even though they didn't win too many. And I think the Lions are going to get better under Dan Campbell there. I
1: think Dan Campbell's underrated. So, for me at uh, pick number 18, I'm going to go with the guy that. Ben, you're probably not super high on him. Actually, I know you're not. But uh, I got a rep for those John Carroll alumni. Josh McDaniels I very badly want him to win a championship I have a lot of respect for Josh I think he's one of the best offensive minds in game I've always said that to you I say that all the time when I'm on this podcast uh, I think he's top five to top seven I think he's up there with the McVeighs the Shanahan's the LaFleur's any of the play callers you want to name I think he's right in the ballpark and he's in the air of those guys uh and I really want to see him have success. So he's a guy that I definitely would love to see win the championship and kind of break the curse of Belichick assistance as well. Yeah, no,
0: absolutely. I hear that. Um, number 17 for me is a um, guy that's been around as quarterback a long time. And he's had an epic meltdown in his career. Um, and I think he's kind of underperformed, but. I'm excited for him that he's going to get to go to the Colts now. And that would be Matt Ryan, Darrell. I, I think he's, he's another one of these guys that's been consistently professional throughout his career. He's always played at a pretty high level. Um, I think a lot of people want to see this guy succeed. And I think if he does win a Super Bowl, it may be the difference for him between Hall of Fame and no Hall of Fame.
1: Actually, it's crazy. My number 17 is Matt Ryan as well. Uh, So I'll just add on to what you said. Matt Ryan, he's a guy that if he wants to make his Hall of Fame case, the MVP is great. But a Super Bowl and a Super Bowl MVP sounds a lot better when you retire. These guys, these Hall of Fame voters are in the room and they're arguing for your case. Uh, Matt Ryan is, I would say, been truly one of the more underrated guys in the NFL during his tenure. Of course, he was never the Brady, the Mannings, the Breezes, the Rodgers, the Russell Wilsons, but he's probably a guy who was always at the top of that next tier quarterback. Maybe a little bit better than kind of a Phillip Rivers was to make that comparison. He has the MVP. Him doing very well getting back to another Super Bowl. That'd be a second Super Bowl. He's been a guy that's been to a few NFC Championship games. Hopefully, he goes to Colts, can make some magic with Frank Reich, former Buffalo Bill, by the way. So, uh... Matt Ryan's a guy that I would definitely love to see win a championship. And he's one of the good guys of the NFL. Uh, I think that uh, gets lost in it sometimes, but he's a really good guy and he's a really professional. So Matt Ryan for me at number 17. All right, Daryl.
0: You, you have to represent for John Carroll and I have to represent for Texas A&M, which I'm going to do right now. Um, and one of the guys on my list is Miles Garrett, defensive end for the Browns. Um, Another guy that's done things the right way his entire career.
1: Besides, besides uh, you know, trying to kill Mason Rudolph. Well,
0: you know, <laughs> you know we don't know the whole story there.
1: <laughs> that's um, fair, that's fair. I'm messing with you. <laughs> um,
0: you know, I'm not going to judge him on one, on one incident here. He's been around for a long time, Gary. He's played at a high level. Um, I think he's kind of in a similar situation What you're talking about with Leo Mannock, where people have forgotten about him somewhat. Um, but he's—he's a—he's a great guy. He plays very hard. You know, he was even out there defending Baker Mayfield when he was getting all that criticism. So, um, Miles Garrett for me at number
1: sixteen. For me at number sixteen, I'm going to go with Cameron Newton. Uh, last time we saw him in a Super Bowl, it was very ugly. He didn't dive on the football. He's a guy that I really do want to see win a ring Also because kind of he's in a Matt Ryan situation Where if he does win a ring Maybe that could help his Hall of Fame case I still don't think he has much But that would probably go a long way He's also been a guy that's been really one of the most If not the most exciting player Of the 2010s Of this past decade Of NFL football Uh, And he's been a guy that's been much maligned So it will be really cool and unique to see him uh, win a championship Yeah that's a great pick Cam
0: Newton Um, I'm going to go at number 15, Um, (laughs) kind of against the grain. I'm going to be a little bit unpredictable. Um, And this is not strictly, when I was doing the rating, just to clarify, it's not strictly who I would want to see win a ring. It's who I think the fans want to see win. And uh, that's why this guy's on my list. And I have Justin Herbert at number 15. Um, I am not on the Herbert train. I don't think he's as good as everybody else thinks he is. I think in five years, he might not be the quarterback for Los Angeles Chargers. Um, but, <clears throat> aside from all of those things, the fans love this guy, all Everybody seems to love him except me. Uh, so, I am putting him on the list here at number
1: 15. Man, that was kind of a hot take. He might not be the quarterback of the Chargers in five years. I'll stick with it. <laughs> so, for me at number 15... I did players I would most likely, I would love to see win a ring most. Uh, So for me at number 15, Buffalo Bill, Jordan Poyer. He has a great history with his battle uh, with addiction. One of the most underrated players in the NFL. uh, Hasn't made a Pro Bowl yet. I don't understand why. Uh, He's one of the leaders of a defense, one of the leaders for the Buffalo Bills. And he's a guy that uh, I would really love to see win a championship, Jordan Poyer. At number fifteen.
0: Number fourteen. I have another AFC West quarterback, Daryl, and that would be Derek Carr. Well, everything was going wrong in Las Vegas this year. Derek Carr cut that team together. In the John Gruden scandal, um, through the Henry Rubens the third incident, um, where an innocent victim died. He he managed to kind of just keep everything on track football-wise for, for the Raiders, um, and he even managed to outduel um, Justin Herbert at the end of the year to get the Raiders into the playoffs, which I think is nothing short of incredible when you look at the situation and, and what he was working with. Um, also a guy that's always done things the right way, and I think last year he gained a lot of respect from the fans.
1: So for me at number 15, should be at number 14, I'm going to go with Micah Hyde, Buffalo Bills safety, back-to-back Buffalo Bills safeties. Micah Hyde is one of my favorite players to watch in the NFL, kind of the same stuff with Jordan Poyer, super underrated, really good, uh, and a phenomenal football player that I would love to see win this championship, particularly with the Buffalo Bills, fingers crossed for this year. Uh, and a guy that I think really deserves it, and a guy that could help and potentially make a Hall of Fame case, because I think he's had a very underrated, under, underappreciated NFL career. Yeah, that's a, that's a good pick, Darrell. That guy, that guy just has a motor that doesn't stop. And he's definitely
0: out on that field. And it's been that way for a very really long time. He'll make you fight hard for every, every possible,
1: that um, that's the truth. Number 13 for me uh, is a guy that up
0: until last year people were talking about his head rolling in Cincinnati uh, and he managed to, to stand in there and turn everything around um, and really become, in my opinion, a fan favorite uh, and that would be Coach Zach Taylor, Darrell. Um, incredible turnaround for the Cincinnati Bengals. I think fans nationwide can connect with with what he's trying to do and you have a franchise that has not a lot of success, and you're, you're out delivering game balls and giving speeches at local bars after after the team wins, um, and, and just sharing those moments with the community, it's hard not to let this guy and be behind him, uh, so Zach Taylor for me at number
1: 13. For me at number 13, I'm going to go with Mike Variable, uh, one of the most underrated coaches in the NFL uh I just love the way this guy runs his program, uh, kind of Belichickian. How meticulous and how detailed he is. You can tell by how the Titans play football, uh, and just a guy. He's all about the process, not the result. I think that's really important. I'd love to see guys like that win. So, my variable at number thirteen. Number twelve for me is a guy that uh, you know when
0: I'm out the. Uh schoolyard on recess duty he's a guy a lot of a lot of these kids are trying to emulate and they can relate to and that would be Lamar Jackson uh, one of the most electric players in the NFL when he's healthy uh, the running attack the passing attack um, Combo is and it's not really in my opinion been something that we've seen at full throttle like this since the Michael Vick days uh, Lamar already has an MVP he's a great guy um and I think a lot of people want this season to see him be
1: successful. That's a good pick. For me at number 12, I'm going to go with left tackle Trent Williams for the San Francisco 49ers. Played most of his career with the uh, the former Washington Football Team, now the uh Commanders. That's their name now, the Commanders. Ben is that their name now?
0: It's the name now,
1: yes. Do you like that name by the way? I like the name, yeah. I like it a lot more than the last name. The football team. Ben wasn't here with the football team. But, play for a losing franchise. Obviously, we know Dan Snyder, the stuff he's been in the news for. Not the best organization. He's finally with a team that has a chance to win and be very good with the San Francisco 49ers. So, he's a guy with how uh, elite, how many all pros, pro bowls. He's made It'd be really nice to see him win a championship.
0: All right. Uh, number 11 for me is a guy that's been in the news a lot, too, this offseason. Um, and that would be uh, Brian Flores, who's now the senior defensive assistant for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Bill, I think a lot of people sided with, with Brian Flores. I know both you and I thought he shouldn't have been fired. Um, you know, he's, he's standing for a lot of a lot of things uh, morally. Um related to race, and and he's also a very good football coach. Um, And I think there's a lot of people
1: that want to see Brian Flores uh, succeed in the NFL and eventually win a ring. Oh, I completely agree with you. I think there is a lot of support out there for um, Brian Flores. So for me at number 11, I'm going to go with the guy you already mentioned, DeHop, DeAndre Hopkins, one of the most exciting players to watch the NFL. There's a jump ball. I don't know who. Who's better than him at, at doing that part of the game? Great vertical threat. Uh would be really excited. He's a guy, again, that's played for Decent Texans, which has been one of the worst organizations, I'd fair to say, in football over the last 20 years. Not always the most well-run team. We know what they've been in the news for uh, the last few years, at the very least. Uh, then it gets with the Cardinals, a better team. They had a lot of success this year. Uh, their offense changed a little, but I think when he went out, I think Kyler took a little bit of a step back. Uh, so it'd be really nice to see him potentially bring a championship to Arizona, a franchise that hasn't ever won one, correct?
0: Correct. They're starving for one. We almost won in
1: 2009. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break. And then after the break, we're going to get into our Pantheon, our top 10. Cut up next to the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. We're back with Barbershop Sports Talk And we still have Ben Karen with us As we're doing our top 20 players We'd most like to see win a championship in the NFL And coaches uh, Just got done with 20 through 11 Now it's time for our top 10 Our pantheon as I like to call it I'll start off first at number 10 Sean McDermott Uh, He is a former wrestler by the way a guy who's really paid his dues. He has a really good story. He was working at Golden Stacks, uh, doing finance or whatever there, then decides, hey, I want to get into football, works his way up under Andy Reid and the Eagles organization, then goes to the Panthers uh, to work under Ron Rivera, then gets his chance for the Buffalo Bills, says, revitalize the Buffalo Bills franchise, him and Josh Allen. He's a guy that I would love, ecstatically, dream of bringing the Vince Lombardi trophy to Western New York.
0: That's hard to argue with that one, General. That's a great pick. Um, Number 10 for me, I'm going to go with a a free agent wide receiver right now, and that's Julio Jones. Uh, Julio, uh, for probably the better part of the last 10 years, has been considered a top-five receiver in the NFL. Uh, We know he made it to the Super Bowl with the Falcons in 2016. Um, came up short but I think um, the people like Julio that have been a top 5 wide receiver for a long time that have just kind of been quiet not making a lot of noise and doing things the right way I think a lot of people want to see Julio Jones get over this whole
1: with green that's a good pick Uh, I'm going to go at number 9 with Justin Herbert uh I would love to see Justin Herbert win a championship. Justin Herbert, he has everything. He has the arm. He has the accuracy. He has the size. He has all the physical traits that I go goo goo ga over. Uh, and he has the chance to do something special in L.A. Uh, I know nobody cares about the Chargers. Really, nobody cares about football, particularly the NFL in L.A. It's Lakers. It's Dodgers. That uh, it's like UCLA basketball, USC football. Uh, like, not a lot of people give a crap about uh, the NFL. The Rams are dealing with that. I think it's even worse for the Chargers. I wonder if the Chargers even have fans. Uh, It's pretty bad. But I think he's a guy that kind of changed things, be successful, be a franchise quarterback, and bring a little bit more excitement to the game of football with a city with so many options. So Justin Herbert at number nine. Number nine here, um, I'm going to go with Dak
0: Preston. Um, We know Dak signed a big... A big contract not too long ago. Uh, He's a quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, one of the most iconic franchises in America for sports. Um, And he's a guy that's hard not to root for, know, Dak is a good guy. He does everything the right way. Um, He's a solid player. I think a lot of people want to see him get over that hurdle and I believe he will, personally. I I think Mike McCarthy's the right coach to unlock the talent uh, the
1: dude's so for me at number eight, I'm going to go with TJ Watt. Uh, I mean, I guess everybody loves to see the Steelers win. I mean, they've been doing that uh, for their the franchise's uh, existence, tied for the New England Patriots with their most Super Bowls by any franchise with six. Uh, TJ Watt was just one of the best players in the NFL. His big bro, JJ, uh, hasn't gotten it done, but he's somebody that I would love to see get it done. Uh, and bring a Vince Lombardi back uh, to Pittsburgh because he's a guy who's relentless, he's a hard worker, really good football player, and does everything the right way, and kind of emphasize what you think of when you think of those Pittsburgh Steelers 3-4 edge rushers. So, T.J. Watt, for me. Number eight, I'm going to go with a guy that you've already mentioned, uh, and that would be
0: Cam Newton. We all know the story, girl Um uh, had one spectacular season, and, and, and then just had a bad game in the Super Bowl. Um, Cam Newton's not really been the same since. Uh, he kind of got kicked out of Carolina, in my opinion. I'm not even sure that was done fairly. And then he also kind of got kicked out of New England. He's been kicked around a little bit, uh, played inconsistent. But he has a lot of fans out there, are A lot of people would love to see her Cam Newton, a resurgence late in his career, uh, where he has an opportunity.
1: Yeah, and I'd even love to see Cam win it as a backup. I don't know how you feel about that, but even if you want it as a backup, because I feel like there's the narrative around Cam, too, that, you know, he can't be a back backup. He's too big. But for him to even be able to be a guy who's a switch from a starter to be able to have, like, the job of, okay, it's my job to get this guy ready and kind of fit in as a cog of a team, I still think that'd be nice to watch. Oh, absolutely. I would agree with that. So, next up for me at number seven, I have Lamar Jackson. He's a guy, uh, and obviously with the success that he's had so early into his career statistically, and both in terms of prestige, the Pro Bowls, the All-Pros, the MVPs, he's a guy now that when he doesn't win, he's going to get slammed, particularly how his last few playoff performances have ended, whether it's been via the Titans. Uh, it ended uh, a few years ago in the divisional round. So he, he just had uh, some really bad performance. The Chargers one year where it was just like, okay, this isn't really good. So, he's a guy that obviously, and the Bills one year as well, when he didn't even finish the game, your guy Tyler Huntley came in. Uh, but, you know, he's a guy that's going to get slammed if he doesn't win, Based off of, just based off of what he's done in the regular season in this league. So, he's a guy that I root for. He plays, like you mentioned, an exciting brand style of football. You always say this, all the kids, they either want to be Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson, I believe you when you say that, Ben. So I think he's a guy that would also be really good for the league in terms of how he plays. You can be a true running quarterback and win. So I think there's a lot of things that would be really good for the league that emphasize, that are emphasized if Lamar wins. So Lamar's my pick at number seven.
0: Number seven here um, is going to be Derek Henry, running back for the Tennessee Titans. And it goes without saying almost, know, that this guy's the best running back in the league. People can't stop him. He's... He's the engine that makes the Titans go when, when he's healthy. he's uh, almost unstoppable. Nobody wants to see this guy in the backfield. He's been flying under the radar for the MVP for years now, and, and I think people want to see him lead a team to the Super Bowl.
1: Ben, if Derrick Henry was on that Seattle Seahawks team in 2014, would you have been a proponent of giving him the ball? Uh, absolutely. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. The
1: have even gone to second down. <laughs> so for me at number 6 A guy you already mentioned Dak Prescott Dak is one of like The good guys in the NFL Like it's impossible Not to like Dak He deals with a lot of BS Plays for America's team uh, Jerry Jones is kind of Pulling the puppet strings Of that show There's a lot of criticism But he's genuinely a good guy He's a good leader I believe he does Everything the right way uh, he's a guy that's gone through some, you know, hardships in his life. I think his mom, he lost his mom to cancer. Uh, I think his brother committed suicide over the pandemic. So he's had a lot of like difficult and hard things that have gone on. But just a really good guy. Needless to say, he's a really good football player. And just him winning for the Dallas Cowboys brand, doing something that hasn't been done. I know Stephen A. Smith always mentions this, the accident waiting to happen. They haven't done anything in, like, 30 or so years, which they haven't. But it'd be really nice to see him be the one to bring a championship back to Dallas because he's truly one of, like, just one of the best players and one of the best men in the league. Yeah. I basically said it all with
0: Dak. Um. Having to deal with Jerry Jones as an owner you're to with football games
1: and cool. And actually, I would say if we were to do a 20 for 20 for the best guys in the NFL, he, he would probably be near the list, top of the list.
0: Yeah, he's definitely somebody that comes to mind for that. Um, so does this guy, actually, I'm about to talk to you about, Daryl at number six for me, and you mentioned his brother already, but I'm going to go with J.J. Watt, uh, defensive end for the Cardinals. Um, We all know um, about what J.J. Watt has accomplished on the field, Um, the Defensive Player of the Year multiple times, uh, a dominant presence for the Texans for a long time, Uh, and did a lot of things off the field to help the city of Houston and that community. Uh, Now he's out here in Arizona, Um, a franchise that's uh, basically starving for a Super Bowl title, and I think it'd just be awesome. See JJ Watt win a Super Bowl with the Arizona
1: Cardinals. So for me at number five, I'm going to go with the guy you already mentioned as well, Miles Garrett. Uh, I think, first of all, Miles was playing for Cleveland. When he got there, Cleveland didn't win a game. They were winning one game. Awful. He's been there for the the lean years, the awful years. The Browns fans that came to the game with bags over their heads. All the Hugh Jackson drama. Uh, even now, the Baker Mayfield drama that's gone on. Uh, the Todd Haley controversy. The Josh Gordon nonsense. There's been a lot of foolishness that he's been exposed to. Uh, even the... Uh, I'm forgetting his name. I don't know why I'm forgetting his name. Who, who was the really... Bad coach that got there after you, Freddie Kitchens. Freddie Kitchens. He was there for the Freddie Kitchens foolishness that was going on. So, I mean, like, Miles Garrett has been through a lot of tough times in the NFL. Uh, So, it would be really nice to see him win and win a championship for a city in Cleveland uh, that hasn't had a lot of success sports-wise. I know LeBron won the one championship. That's been, like, the only championship in, like, 100 years. So, it would be really nice to see. I know Cleveland, they're really passionate about football. That's, like, the number one sport in the area. So, it would be really cool.
0: Yeah, it would be cool to see the Browns win a Super Bowl. They are kind of like one of those ultimate underdog franchises in the NFL. I'd say, along with like the Lions right now. Um, number five for me, I'm going to go with your guy, uh, Josh Allen. We know how his season ended. A uh, little bit of recency bias there. I hear a lot of people saying, "Oh, well, you know he." He should have gotten a chance to, to possess the football over time. Um, I'm not in agreement with that. However, I will say, uh, in your guys' defense, when he takes your team down the field and they score with, like, 13 seconds left or whatever, I think it's 13 seconds left, even I was like, okay, this guy's just played fantastic. He's won the game for Buffalo. Um, you know, and, and and then to see him have to go home after that, uh, was, you know, really a shame, I thought, because he's playing at a very high level. Every year he's been in the NFL, he seems to have improved. Um, so he's he's kind of living up to the hype. Um, he's getting better. It's very clear he's working hard. So Josh Allen at number five for me.
1: At number four, another guy you already mentioned, J.J. J. Watt. Again, one of the good guys in the NFL, one of the best men in the NFL, and a guy that is... Everybody was happy, like, when Aaron Donald won a championship. J.J. Watt was on that pace. Aaron Donald is three Defensive Player of the Years. You know who else has three Defensive Player of the Year awards? J.J. Watt. So he's a guy kind of in that Aaron Donald situation of just so much dominance. When you talk about the pantheon of uh, greats in the NFL, on the defensive side of the ball, there's Loris Taylors, the Reggie Whites, the Warren Saps, uh, the Deacon Joneses, all these guys, the Aaron Donalds. Uh, the Charles Woodson's, uh, the Deion Sanders. I mean, J.J. Watt's kind of in that rarefied air, so it'd be really nice to see him win a championship. He's going to be a guy who goes in the Hall of Fame, but I'm sure when his career is said and done, he also wants to say, hey, I won the big one. I got a Super Bowl ring as well. Uh, so J.J. Watt's a guy I root for to win a championship. Yeah, I, and I think really
0: says something when we both have him in the top ten. It's very very well-liked, I would say, across the, the country as a whole. Um, number number four, um, <clears throat> it's probably going to be a
1: surprise to you, Daryl. Um, Kyle Shanahan oh. for the <laughs> It's not a surprise, Ben.
0: It's not a <laughs> <I> surprise. <guy>, a <laughs> guy that you said you thought him and I, if we ever met, would connect over collecting. Um <laughs> Uh, no, but seriously, um, Shanahan <clears throat> had to grow up with uh, with his father being a really great coach and end up winning Super Bowls. Uh, he's, he's living in his father's shadow. Uh, so far, he's definitely not um, not kind of stacked up to those expectations. We know the story and how it ended when he was the offensive coordinator for the Atlanta Falcons, and they kind of blew that game. Uh, and then he had a chance for the 49ers, and he blew that game in the Super Bowl against Moody Reed and the Chiefs. Um,
1: but he keeps getting close, and I think there's a lot of people out there that are pulling for this guy. So for me, at number, I'm not surprised you have Kyle Shannon, and I'm not. Uh, but for me, at number three, I'm going to go with uh, Derek Henry. Eric Henry's one of my favorite players to watch in the NFL. He's dominant. The way he can take over games from the running back position is absolutely special. And I've seen this firsthand, like that Monday night game, when he's playing against the Bills, and it's like, holy crap. You can't do anything to stop this man. He's 6'3", 250 pounds, and he runs like a 4'4". And he gets better as the game goes on because those linebackers, those safeties, they get tired of hitting him over and over and over again. The way he, I remember when they played, the Titans played the Ravens in the divisional round, he just absolutely smoked him. So uh, Derrick Henry, he's special. He won a championship in college with Alabama under Nick Saban, but he's another guy I would love to see win a Super Bowl. I would love to see him win an MVP as well because truly I, I think he might go down as one of the most criminally underrated uh, careers in NFL history. I don't know when his stats and his accolades are all said and done, where people are going to put him. I expect him to be in the Hall of Fame, but he might be one of those guys that you won't truly realize how good he is unless you actually saw him in real time.
0: Yeah. Well, and let's also not forget, I believe he's the last uh, college player to win a Heisman who's not a quarterback.
1: Well, no, it's second because of Devontae. Okay. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. But still, it's rare that a non-quarterback wins that award. Um, so, uh, number three for me, I'm going to go uh, with a guy who got really popular this season, Daryl, and that'd be Joe Burrow, quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, his confidence, I think, is infectious. I think it's what the city of Cincinnati needs, and I, I think just you know. Um, What he managed to do with a a franchise that's probably a bottom five franchise in the NFL over the last 20 years, Uh, and this guy comes in and and immediately helps turn this thing around, Uh, and he's running for his life in the backfield because he doesn't have good protection, Um, and he still manages to find a way to make it to the Super Bowl. I think he earned the respect of of the, uh, the whole league when he got sacked nine times in the Titans game and they still won.
1: So, for me at number two, Kyle Shanahan. Didn't surprise me you had him at number three, Ben, because I had him at number two. I almost put him at number one. And I hold the number one guy in high regard. That's the only reason why he can't be number one. But, uh, Kyle Shanahan, you know the regard I put in for Kyle Shanahan. I was gushing about McDaniels earlier about he's one of the best offensive minds. Kyle Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan could talk offensive football with the best of them. He is absolutely special. You are right. He grew under the shadow of Mike Shanahan, which I'm sure is tough for him because even when you think of like Bronny dealing with LeBron, when your dad is so great and you're kind of trying to do what he did, there's always that pressure of can I stack up to him, right? And probably Kyle Shanahan's whole life he's had to hear from people, you're only on the staff because your dad was Mike Shanahan. And I'm sure that sucks for him inside because I'm sure he's always had to deal with that and people questioning whether he knows football or not. Obviously, he does because he's gotten to where he has. But I'm sure he's had to deal with that and people say, oh, your daddy's boy, no. Nepotism, all that. So I'm sure he's always had to deal with that to some extent, which must be tough. Also, in the big game, right? OC, Atlanta Falcons, one of the biggest Super Bowl collapses, something that people are always going to talk about. Even with the 49ers, when Patrick Mahomes went god mode and it all fell apart for San Francisco. I mean, he was under that calling place for that. So those are probably things that eat away at him, too. So he's a guy that uh, I would really love to see win a championship.
0: All right, now number two for me is, um, is you know, sometimes you're obligated to do... Um,
1: I, wait, wait, like Ben, to, Ben, yes. is this a quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens?
0: It's not a quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was actually, I, I was wondering. I was curious. Um, it, you know, sometimes
0: you're obligated to do, um, representing uh, this city... Um, it, you know, in this state, um, this guy's not currently playing on a roster. We also haven't retired yet, um, and he is—he is beloved, probably beyond any other athlete out here. Daryl, and I don't even think it's close. The people here want to see Larry Fitzgerald still, and they want to see him win a Lombardi Trophy. He's been great for a long time. He's probably going to the Hall of Fame, but people still want to see that. They want to see him come back one more time. They want to see him bring uh, bring the Arizona
1: Cardinals to the party. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. Um, I didn't have Larry Fitzgerald, but uh, if Larry Fitzgerald... is Is he going to play? I think it's up in the air. I mean, I don't think he played last season, but like I said, he hasn't retired. He's... So just kind of floating out there. Yeah, I didn't even think of him, that's why But I mean, if obviously he was still plugged, He would be near the top of my list Because obviously, again, he's one of the best men in the NFL too Really good guy, really good career I, I completely agree with you there, Ben So for me, at number one Big blue, number 17 Josh freaking Allen I want to see Josh Allen win a Super Bowl More than most things I want to see in life, Ben uh, I wake up every day and I'm like I hope Josh gets it done I really do. I hope Josh gets it done so I can go to the parade. Me and Silas can have a fun time at the parade. It'll it'll be memories. I can tell my kids about it. I can tell my grandkids about it. Josh Allen brought the first Super Bowl ever to Buffalo, to Western New York, to the 716. Obviously, how the game ended against the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, This past season was tragic. It was very disappointing. He played his guts out. That's one of the best QB performances I've ever seen. I don't know if you can play any better and then you lose. He did everything right and he still lost. Sometimes that's the tough thing about sports. You can do everything right and you can lose. Lesson for you out there, kids. Uh, But he's a guy who I would love to see it. He's done things the right way. He's gotten better every single year. and He's truly exciting. He's one of the blossoming stars in this game.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, um, you know, I mean he's he's top five for both of us. Got not surprise number one. Um we want we watch to go through the table, barrel, and did he see the bowl. <laughs> you, you you can do an outside the shop feature on
1: that. On who going out on the table? You. Oh, oh me. Oh Ben
0: they win.
1: We'll see. If the, if the Bills win, I might have to, maybe. Yeah,
0: you can't just do a it not up and outside the shop on It I mean, should definitely
1: be right. I ah, See, I don't know if I want me jumping on a table out there for public consumption. I don't know if I'd want that. I'd have to think about yeah, that, Ben. I might send it to you. I might have to send it to you.
0: <laughs> I think it would attract fans.
1: <laughs> <laughs> of course. Idiocy always attracts fans. People love laughing at people. Um,
0: so, uh, as far as number one goes, you and I, we see this different. Uh, there's one guy, it, it's a, my number one eye. I didn't even really feel that it was that close, Darrell. Uh, this is a coach that I have a tremendous amount of respect for, and that would be Ron Rivera, a man that took the Carolina Panthers to the Super Bowl, a man that's always done things the right way as a head coach in the NFL. Um, I feel like he was unfairly asked to leave in Carolina. He went to Washington. Well, We all know that how big of a mess Washington was when he got there. He fought through cancer, and he is still there, head coach, Washington Commanders. Ron Rivera. I hope you get it done.
1: That's a good one, Ben. That's a good one. I did not. Ron didn't come to mind, but you're right. Ron is also one of the guys who really emphasizes leadership at that coach position. He's a guy that definitely we can all root for. Ben, I want to thank you for coming on the podcast, man. I appreciate it. Always a pleasure, Daryl. Thanks for having me. And once again, I want to thank Ben and Karen for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. And I want to thank all of you for tuning into this episode, the 414th episode of Barbershop Sports Talk.